Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 19th of September, 2022. This is week 38 of this year. Pam's going to let us know all about the week. I will jump back and do our meditation. And, uh, wow, there's a lot happening in the world, so I'll be really interested to hear what Pam's got to say this week. Pam, please let us know what's up. Oh, yes, there is a lot happening in the world. And that is as it should be, because we are in the throes of extreme change, as you don't need an astrologer to tell you. But the thing that the astrologer is uh, reinforcing or saying is that this is as intended to get to where we want to be in the next arc of time. Now, the question is, of course, where do we want to be? Pluto in Capricorn, let's not forget Uranus is in Taurus. These are both Earth signs. And so what it's bringing at this point is it's saying, what do we deconstruct, take apart, in order to be the architects of our future? And so each of us needs to decide what that future looks like. And of course, uh, think about ants and how they build their anthill, you know, or, or bees and how they build the hive. They're all working in tandem to construct something that's protection or a host for their community. Now, if little Joe B went off and did whatever and Sarah B did whatever and they were trying to construct on their own, nothing would ever come together. But they work in community, of course they have, in the case of bees, the hive mind. And we don't want to have a hive mind at this point in time. We want to have minds that are about future realities and what they look like. But the future reality, of course, has to spring off what is incubating or being created in the present. And so the more conscious we are of things that are happening around us, the more we can create something that has the traction to go the distance. So even though these are challenging times, it's important to look at what is the raw material that's worth keeping and what are pieces that just don't fit anymore. And this week, the week of September 19th, 
Remember, Mercury is in retrograde, where it will be until early October. So this is a perfect time to be going over, reassessing, mulling, researching, looking for things that were lost or discarded, or determining what we don't want to waste our energy looking for anymore because we're on a different track based on, you know, I haven't had that or needed it for three years, so do I really want to keep seeing if it's somewhere in the house? Not necessarily. But if it's here to be reinstated, our E word, Mercury retrograde, then it will reveal itself, another R E word. So the first day of the week of September 19th, we have the moon in the sign of cancer. And it's, it is speaking a lot about looking at or healing old wounds, doing things that allow us a sense of comfort, doing things that allow us a sense of, I am moving beyond something that has held me back in the past. And I'm considering where I am today and where I want to go. So it's a very reaffirming day, I believe, especially for those of us who are lucky enough to do something that's personally grounding, whatever that means for you. Is it having a homemade soup? Oh, is it uh, being able to put your garden to bed or harvest? Is it something that allows you some time to refresh and recharge? Whatever it is that takes care of you or allows you to feel centered in where you can feel your roots, what connects you, that's really important to do on September 19th. You do that and it will give you the raw material energy you'll you'll need to get through some kind of more challenging days this week, but also to feel by the end of the week a sense of uh, you know who you are and you know where you're going. There's a picture in the sky between Venus and Uranus which indicates that we may be very attracted to unusual things this day. It may be, you know, you see a collar or a, a piece of furniture, or an object, something you wouldn't usually like feel a connection to, and, and you're very intrigued by it. It could be <clears throat> a person you find attractive or compelling who isn't someone you would ordinarily look twice at. Now, none of this is necessarily bad. It's just that you want to see why this is sparking your interest, what is inspiring you about this object, color, inspiration, person, animal, and then determine how deeply you're going to enter into the contract of knowing, experiencing, or investing in this. Keeping in mind, Mercury is retrograde, so it's not usually a time when we want to do anything contractual, 
or make a big investment in something that's uh, especially electronic that isn't something we've researched heavily and knew why why we're we're getting it. But I love the Venus Uranus uh, spark that comes in periodically because it presents us with something that we don't usually consider, but that's the spice of life. <clears throat> so on the 20th Tuesday, the moon is also in the sign of cancer until <clears throat> it enters Leo, but not until 4.38 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're not Eastern time, please adjust based on what I'm saying. So that moon, while it's in the sign of cancer, goes void of course <clears throat> at 11.57 a.m. And when the moon is void of course, we're not as emotionally attached to outcome. Even that consideration, when the moon is void of course in the sign of cancer, there's still a lot of juice that's available because it's the moon is happy in the sign of cancer. It's one of its, its affinity signs. It's, it, it, we, we say that the moon is, uh, that rules the sign of cancer. So with that in mind, when it's void, of course, we're still in this lovely kind of feckin' juice of, of feeling a sense of um, optimism or uh, Things can happen that really are good for us. Very therapeutic time, wonderful time to do things that enhance your body's health or your psychological, emotional health. So keep that in mind for that afternoon. Once the moon enters the sign of Leo, <clears throat> then we truck along with... Uh, <laughs> The thing about when the moon is in the sign of Leo, and especially on this particular uh, late afternoon evening, is <clears throat> many of us will be up for um, glamour, a cultural event, playing, having fun, doing creative things, and that's all really great. Just um, keep in mind that the piper needs to be paid with this particular transit of the moon through the sign of Leo. So <clears throat> don't stay up too late if you need to get up early. Don't over imbibe if you need to get up early or if you've got a work deadline. Uh, things, there's a, a, an awareness of our responsibilities that's really valuable to thoroughly enjoy this evening. And that carries through until the 21st, which is the International Day of Peace, according to my notes here. And it is right before the fall equinox, which happens on the 22nd. And I'll be talking about that momentarily. But these, uh, sometimes these days overlap. But in this case, the 21st is the UN International Day of Peace, and the moon is in the sign of Leo. It's It actually looks, again, like a lovely day for making those kind of creative or playful or uh, cultural 
connections. Also, when the moon is in the sign of Leo, uh, we can have this childlike spontaneity, and it's really a wonderful day to appreciate and highlight children. And not only children, which of course are, in my opinion, uh, probably our greatest asset, raw material, which is why it's astounding how little they're valued in the overall um, consideration of the world. I mean, yes, a person might love his or her child, but we really, children are the continuation of life and human evolution. And so to celebrate them, allow them their innate creativity, and also like that old um, song, what, are, what Children Teach Us, and how we can actually accelerate evolution by listening to the perception, curiosity, and responses of children. Just my opinion, but then I'm an Aquarius, and we tend to, <laughs> we tend to never forget what it's like to be a child and have that response to the world as though we're seeing something first for the first time. So it's, it's a special day. I think it could be a beautiful International Day of Peace, absolutely. Uh, but again, the commitment to responsibility is something that's really important with this particular travel of the Leo moon because it's saying, okay, you can have a lot of fun and encourage a lot of creativity and spontaneity and engage people in these visions, but then you have to follow through. Who's going to show up? Who's going to put it on paper? Who's going to make sure that it's funded. And those are the things that are really important considering what you're doing or bringing in or creating on this particular day. On the 22nd, which is also the fall equinox, and that happens, equinoxes and solstices happen when the sun enters a cardinal sign and it heralds the start of a new season. So... <clears throat> Uh, the sun enters Libra at exactly 9.04 p.m. Eastern Time, <clears throat> which for Northern Hemisphere folks is the autumn equinox. For people in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the spring equinox. And this day is particularly... Whatever we promised or wanted to do or bring into the world the day before or the uh, Tuesday evening, this is the morning, first thing in the morning, dawn, rising, <clears throat> consideration, where you, you list out or you reflect on or you lie in your bed or you meditate and you think, how? how do I make this happen? And if I don't know, how do I allow the answer to come? 
because if we feel a sense of overwhelm or we've overpromised or we don't know where the money's coming from or how we're going to make it happen, then we're limiting possibilities, which is very Saturn, which is part of the picture I'm looking at. <clears throat> but what I suggest when we feel that limitation of uh, the shoulds or the Saturn impulses of it's too hard or I can't do it or there's not enough is we put a limitation on the fear, on the block, on the hesitation, on the sense of it's not possible. Let's put a limit on that and say, okay, that's entered my thought process, but now I'm going to limit its space in my brain. And I'm going to open up the possibility that there's something I can't see or available that I don't know how to achieve or am even afraid of. And I invite it in because that <clears throat> as of 707 AM, the moon goes void, of course, and it's void, of course, all day in the sign of Leo, including once the equinox comes in. So that means we have a fall equinox horoscope with a void of course moon in the sign of Leo. So what does that mean? Well, I think among other things, one thing it means is that we are inviting in something that we don't quite know how it's constructed, which makes perfect sense with a lot of the big turns of the wheel that's going on around us and way out in the universe. I mean, we don't know what the future looks like. We know what we don't want it to look like. And I think the peace about this International Day of Peace and then coming into the autumn equinox, which is sort of wide open with Let's, let's step back, take the long view of what's in front of us and invite in possibilities we haven't even dreamed or thought of yet. And that's the other promise of children because, you know, the children who are small now are the Pluto and Capricorn generation. And so they've come in to basically kind of take whatever raw material is there and build and create and make things happen and give structure and form to it. It's really difficult for people of a certain age to determine or imagine what that would look like if they, they are so used to an old way of being, an old habit. But these young ones are, they're going to work with what's there. And then Gen Z, of course, that's Pluto and Sag. They are, <laughs> they, they are weirdly, um, optimistic about the adventure. Again, I'm generalizing, but this is, these are generational thrusts. 
and they they just it's almost the uh the 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 excitement or the 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 fact that these are terrains totally unknown that jazz them up and then of course the millennials which are the pluto and scorpio people they're just really coming into their own and understanding okay you know it used to bum us out how much transformation needed to happen but that's what we are. We're transformers. So, so I think, honestly, this autumn equinox is a lot about just wiping the slate clean and allowing that divine child spontaneous creativity to really find its way. Okay. So now we go to the weekend, Friday, the 23rd, Virgo enters, uh, rather the moon enters the sign of Virgo at 3.53 a.m. And it books along through most of the weekend. And this is a wonderful weekend for, let's put it on paper. Let's put the details down. How are we doing this? What's making happen? Let's look at the small pieces that need to be utilized in order to put things together. So if you've been feeling low energy or despondent or you don't really have what you need, uh, again, season is always a great time to do a detox, um, a sense of getting ready for what's coming in next. Perfect, perfect weekend to do that perfect weekend to be in nature, do things that uh, restore you. The moon goes void, of course, on Sunday at 8.49 a.m. That day is also the new moon, and the new moon occurs at 5.55 p.m. So let me just say first, the moon has entered Libra as of 12.43 p.m., and that leads us into that new moon. And this new moon in the sign of Libra is 100% about finding partners who are cooperative, complement, and are able to work with one another to create challenging transformations. It's a very powerful new moon in Libra. Also, I note it Rosh Hashanah is the uh, beginning at that point at sundown. So um, for those who mark that, blessings to you. And it's invite or it, whether you know that person or not, welcome in partnerships that are about transformational change, but keep in mind that you're going to have to do that too. Not going to be comfortable, but oh wow, is it going to be amazing. And now I turn it over to Susie. I love the way you say that, Pam. Oh wow, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> no, no. Well, as an astrologer, 
you know, one of the questions I, I invariably get asked by people who are not in relationship is when am I going to have a relationship? And I always uh, remind them, this is a time when you have no one to answer to but yourself and you can live your life without compromise. As soon as you bring that partner in, yes, it can be wonderful. It, sh it should be very constructive and complimentary and enriching. But it's also going to be work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're not afraid of work. Nope. Nope, nope. Okay. Thank you so much. So let's go into our meditation. I invite everyone just to take 10 minutes, find your seat. It's always, always better to do any kind of meditation seated with a straight back so that you are uh, straight from the top of your head down to the base of your spine. The spine is the container of the nervous system. So we want to make sure that that's nice and straight because when we meditate, we are really affecting our nervous system, of course, which is affecting our whole body. Just take a few deeper breaths and find yourself settling. And as we begin to contemplate, allowing the mind to open up, the heart to open up, and feeling ourselves settled, taking a deeper breath, and just arriving. And as we contemplate now on time, time being a linear structure, just remember that we're keeping ourselves in the present moment. And that is very, very hard for some of us, probably for most of us. A lot of the, the work we do is analysing or thinking about or being bothered by things that have happened in the past, whether they happened five minutes ago or two seconds ago, whoops, I let something slip from my mouth that was not kind, or last month I did something that was probably not a good idea. So we can spend a lot of our mind, we can spend a lot of the energy of the mind thinking about the past. And it's usually because we're humans, it's usually something that we're not happy about, something that was done to us, something that we did to others. It's usually a state of regret or remorse or I've missed out or why didn't that happen? Why did this happen? And it could have happened 15 years ago. It could have happened very, very long time ago when we were children. And uh, we know that, that many, many of the things that we think about are behind us, past, in the past moment. 
And it is hard for us to either assimilate that information or transform that information or um, not even think about it anymore, just leave it in the past. And it informs us. It um, leaves a, an impression, an imprint on us and affects our consciousness and probably affects this very moment, the moment that we're in. It, uh, it is something that we feel perhaps very strongly. It's a part of our emotional body. And it is probably something that is creating uh, habits for us, habits of thinking, habits of speaking, most likely habits of action as well. And what would it take for us? How could we possibly right now just take this opportunity with the equinox? How could we take this opportunity now to allow everything that is disturbing or disagreeable or hurtful or painful for us, anything that creates suffering, how possible is it for us now to literally draw a line in the sand, to understand that the past no longer exists? It is no longer here. Can we, in our mind, can we, in our heart, understand that and actually live it so that we no longer bring the suitcases, the handbags, the duffel bags, perhaps the truckloads, perhaps the cargo shiploads of luggage with us into every next moment? And it takes courage. It certainly takes some courage on our part to simply accept that the past is the past. It no longer exists. It might exist in our minds, but that's our choice. So let us be courageous. Let us be strong. Let us be really deeply spiritual and allow the past to be in the past, just as we also allow the future to be in the future, that we don't have anxieties, that we don't have uh, nervousness and worries and fears about our future, but that we can remain in the present moment. Doesn't mean we can't plan for the future or make arrangements, uh, obviously we can do these, but without the emotional baggage again of anxiety or fear, anxiousness, doubt, all of those emotions that again, are most of them are habit and that leave very deep imprints on our consciousness. So take a moment, if you can, and just be in this moment. Allow the mind to be calm and peaceful. 
allow the body to be calm and peaceful and simply be present here and now. And for some of us, this is a meditation practice that we do every day that we might have been doing for many, many years. And it's still hard to get there. We don't judge it. We don't say, oh, I'm great at meditating or gee, I've done so much or gee, I've done so little. We just sit and we just do it. We do it without judging ourselves, without judging our thoughts, just allowing ourselves to be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, any other way that you can think of, just present right now, allowing the mind to quieten down and be still and be calm and to feel that blissful state of calm abide, simple, calm, abide. And as we are in this place, we can feel that everything Everything around us, everything in us resonates in this way, in this peaceful way. It's a very natural, organic place for our mind to be. We might never have felt it before. But this is the natural state of mind. Allowing ourselves to take a few deeper breaths in, holding for a moment and out. Allowing ourselves to gently open our eyes and to be fully present here and now. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. And hopefully we will be with you again next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.